Blog Talk Radio. From the IMLD Home Studio, in its seventh season, this is, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. Big game that was that Sunday. Back and forth action up and down the field. A football game at the half. They're playing 30 minutes for championships. It was uh, the tension there was fighting. You, you couldn't turn away. You could not stop paying attention. And just when the 49ers go up possessions and the Chiefs are turning it over and all seems lost. Turned out the Kansas City just had a right where they won them and mounted another big comeback to win the big, big game, the Super Duper Bowl. Give me another season victory over Jason, and it was close, but it was exciting. We were here. We are here to recap all and talk about the big game and all the events that happened during the big game. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. We are here with you live on a Wednesday night. February the 5th, 2020. Andre, he's Jay. Might have been expecting us last night, but life happens, and we had to move the show to tonight. But hopefully you're joining us and listening to our recap of the big game. Uh, Jay, what can I say? It was uh, it was a hell of a contest, and the, the Chiefs came out on top. But I think we both uh, saw that it was going to be a good game, a tight game. We both didn't think it was going to be a blowout either way, and we wound up getting actually – for the melodramatic uh, version of it, uh, one of the more memorable Super Bowls in, in recent memory. Definitely memorable. I would not call it exciting, or I, I actually found the game very boring, believe it or not. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I found the game very, very dull. I mean, I mean, obviously the, the 21 point, you know, nine minute, three touchdown performance that the, that the chiefs put on at the end of the game um, was, was dazzling. But up until that point at 20 to 10, it was, it was very sort of mediocre football game by my estimation. I wasn't enjoying much of it at all. Um, And obviously I didn't enjoy the outcome, but hey, for 50, for 52 minutes, I looked like a genius, but that, that's a, that's about the way it goes a lot. And I, I, I don't think that San Francisco played a, a terrible football game. Um, I will chalk this up again. You know, we're, what we should all, what we haven't talked about a lot with the San Francisco 49ers is the Shanahanigans. There were some Ooh, Shanahanigans boy. going on in that game because you want to talk about a team that got completely away from what got them to that 20 to 10 lead 
and that's the San Francisco 49ers. So I, I understand that, that Mahomes made the one big throw uh, to Tyree Kill on the third and 15 that sort of like turned the momentum and turned the tide of that game. But San Francisco still possessed the ball after any of these plays. And the running game disappeared. Play action disappeared. They were just doing straight dropbacks with Jimmy Garoppolo, and that just was not his game. And there were a lot of incompletions. And I saw a team that got completely tight. And uh, this is now the second time we've had a uh, Kyle Shanahan run offense go belly up in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. You know, one one time's a mistake. Twice, that's a trend. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I watched I watched a team lose the Super Bowl more than I thought I watched a team win the Super Bowl. I think I agree with that. Um, so that's is it four teams in the fifty four year history of the Super Bowl that have lost ten point leads, and Shanahan's been in charge of two of them, two of the offenses yeah. at least. Uh, yeah. That's that's a hell of a thing to have on your record. Um, no, I uh, agree with that part that the 49ers had that game and the Chiefs uh, did the only thing they could possibly do to mount that comeback, which is go to their, their speed and hope that that got it done and won the game for them. And the Niners not only let them do that on defense, but to your point, had a chance to come back and answer that on offense several different times and had no answers because partially because Shanahan had done everything he could possibly do to show Jimmy Garoppolo that I don't really trust you. I don't really think you're the as as good as everyone thinks you are. I don't think you're the golden boy. And then when it's time to make a, a rally and have a shootout with Pat Mahomes, of course Garoppolo's going to come up short. He, he, there's no confidence in him. Why would he come through in that moment? I expected him to just because I had picked against them for no other reason than I picked against them. I expected him to, to rise to the occasion, uh, but he had every opportunity to and fell completely on his face. And, but I kind of would expect that uh, seeing that my coach doesn't have any confidence in me whatsoever. At the 2017 point, when, when, when the chiefs got the big drive and they went up 2017 with a couple of big plays, a couple of big passing plays in there to get them right down to the goal line and get in. I had that sense. There's about eight minutes left to go in the game, eight, eight and a half minutes left to go in the game. And I'm thinking, okay, this is where, because you were watching that 49ers offensive line bully the Kansas city defense quite a bit. They were, they were put, they were doing exactly what I thought they would on both sides. I mean, the defensive line was getting a rush. They lost, they lost contain on Mahomes quite a bit, but they did get a rush. They were getting sacks, and the offensive line was starting to get that push. They didn't in the first quarter, but from the second quarter on, you could truly see that the, the San Francisco front line on offense was, was moving the Chiefs around. They weren't having problems generating holes or making space. They were, you know, a lot of these little jet sweeps and, and shuffle passes and, you know, Debo Samuel out in space and, all these things that the, chief, the 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 Niners had done just disappeared, you know. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting there with my wife. I'm like, okay, this is where San Francisco is going to go on about a six minute drive right now, and just churn out first downs and first downs. They got one first down, and then they got completely pass happy. And I'm just like visions of visions of twenty eight to three start dancing around in my head. <laughs> Because, you know, they got that first first down. They did it with, a, uh, I believe it was a run and then a nice uh, play-action pass over the middle. And on the very next play, 
you just saw that the Chiefs were just going like full sellout for the run, yeah. and they ended up stopping them one time, and then it was, you know, oh, we can't do that anymore, and that was when I kind of knew the game was over. When the when the Niners weren't able to bleed more than about two, two and a half minutes off the clock and ended up punting the ball back to the Chiefs, I said, yeah, this, this thing's going to be over now. There's just too much momentum going the other way. You know, the the Chiefs at that point are only down a field goal. So you're asking you're asking a lot of that defense to try to hold down Mahomes and you know for for 60 minutes they needed some help from the offense and they just didn't get it. So before that, before the uh, uh, the I believe you're talking about when it's 20 to 10 and the Niners look like they they have the the game sewn up and. The uh, the Chiefs went down and Pat Mahomes went down uh, for that uh, turnover, uh, the throw behind Tyreek Hill that was picked off. That it, it felt like ball game to me. It felt like it was over right there. And the Niners come with that next drive. Is, is that what you're talking about? Felt like it should be a, about a six minute drive to put the the whole thing away. And uh, yeah, would that and, have been they, after the pick at twenty to ten? Yes. Yeah, uh, that was about the yeah, nine nine and a half minute mark, right? Yeah, because uh, I thought Garoppolo, I thought this, the exact same thing. We were seeing the, the game the same at that point. I thought they were going to just run every play uh, like they did in uh, against the Vikings uh, and also against the Packers. And yeah, uh, Garoppolo had a play action to Kittle uh, as the Niners proved they weren't going to run every single play, uh, which kind of surprised me. Um, and it looked like he actually checked out of a play to call a play action throw for Debo Samuel and just airmailed him. And then third down, they have a false start and now they're backed up and the chiefs just say, okay, let's, let's just sit in the house. And they send that blitz and, and they flush Garoppolo out and, and he shoved out of bounds. And that was the first San Francisco punt of the game. I didn't know the chiefs are going to mount that big comeback at that point, but I do agree with you. I thought the Niners were going to take the ball and take the air out and just run it, run it, bleed the clock, and, and leave the Chiefs with no time to possibly make any kind of comeback. And that was the first sort of chink in the armor in that second half. That The first time the Niners had punted the entire game and the, and the Chiefs come back and, and uh, have that's where the, the huge play to, to Tyreek Hill winds up happening uh, on third and 15 after the, the Niners had to have their first punt. So that was the that was the game right there. That was the point where the Niners should have taken the air out of the ball and just ran it down the Chiefs' throat. Uh, and instead, they let themselves get into long down and distance, uh, especially third and long. And that's when the Chiefs bring the uh, the all-out blitz and, and totally rattle Garoppolo's cage if it wasn't rattled already. So that really was the turning point of the game. Yeah. So that's sort of when I started to get that, you know, that sinking feeling. I mean, I never really had much. I never really felt invested in this game. I don't know what it was. That's I, I find that a little odd. I, I thought that was very, yeah. very compelling football to me. I, I was hanging on the edge of, of every play because I was just watching the way it was developing. And first of all, having it tied at halftime, which is a rarity in itself, made it uh, – okay, as soon as all the, the gyrating and dancing is over, we got 30 minutes of football left for the season, and it's it's a brand new game, and, and it's like the first half never happened. It's 10-10, right. but basically it's 0-0. Zero, zero. 
So to me, that right there has got me, you know, excited on the edge of my couch, like 30 minutes for the title. Let's go. And so I was ready for that. Um, and then just the way it developed, uh, it, it was stomach turning just because of, of the fact that I had the Chiefs to win the game uh, to see San Fran come out and sort of establish themselves and, and do what they want to do and, and watch some of the throws and plays that Mahomes was making in response. Like, oh, man, they 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 don't have a chance. And, and the Niners are dropping everybody back and not allowing any deep shots. And the, and the Chiefs aren't going to be able to take advantage of their speed. And, and all of a sudden, poof, they take advantage of their speed, like magically. And the, and the Niners shockingly let it happen. And just the way it opened up and developed all of a sudden was like, whoa, like, wow, this was uh, – to me, it was unbelievable the way it happened. And, and it really was – uh, exciting for me to watch. I guess maybe it's because I had the, the Chiefs uh, and, and they made the big comeback. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. It could be. I mean, it could be. Uh, you know, it, you know. And I'm watching. I'm watching San Francisco. And you know, you, when you're playing against the Chiefs now, especially, you get up. You, you get up. You never really feel comfortable. But I was, you know, I was enjoying. San Francisco doing the same thing that they had done to the Packers and the Vikings and, and looking mm-hmm. dominant. I mean, the, yeah. the Niners were, and even if you go back to the stat sheet, if you just look at the stats, you would have thought the Niners won the game. Yeah. They dominated for the, that, that third quarter and but, most of the fourth until the, the chiefs made that comeback. Once again, is more proof that somebody listens to this show. Um, <laughs> I think it was what day would it have been Monday uh yeah Monday I worked in the morning so I got out yeah so when I before I was getting ready to leave for work uh, uh from work so I come home on Monday afternoon uh one of the sports shows on one of the uh commentators was uh comparing the uh Chiefs to the to the Golden State Warriors yep <laughs> And talking about, oh, you know, when Steph gets hot, and they just start dropping those threes. I was like, wait, oh, wait a minute. They're not crediting us, but they're still stealing. I know. I did that two days before. This is happening too often. But, <laughs> you know, I know there's a lot of sports media out there. It doesn't take – it's not very hard to come up with analogies or, you know, for one, somebody else who does that for a living to come up with that type of a comparison. But I said it first. But, yeah, it, it's true. You, you know, that team, you, yeah. know, you let a team even get a, a glimmer of hope, and that's what the, the Niners gave the Chiefs up until that point. They had held them down completely. Mahomes didn't even look like himself for right. for three and a half quarters. Some of those, some of those, he was starting to bounce throws after a while. He was missing wide of the mark. Um, wasn't hitting his guys in stride, and it was just a very, you know, not Patrick Mahomes like performance, but all they needed from him and, and I were those were those two big touchdown drives. The last one was just a guy who broke open um, you know, it was Damian Williams broke wide on a uh, run play where the Niners were selling out the up the middle. Just mm-hmm. trying to stuff him to stop the clock and he ends up busting it outside and takes it to the house. I mean that was I mean, he could have just gone to a knee once he got the first down as well. I mean, so at that point, we're really looking at a 24-20 game. He 100% should have gone to a knee, and they would have run out the clock from that point. That was the wrong play to make. I I understand it's the Super Bowl, and you see the end zone, and you don't want to uh, 
take a knee and, and drop to the turf and, and don't, it, it's a wide open shot at the end zone. There's nobody in front of you. And I, I understand, I, I'm not going to get mad at, but I did, I did just uh, take note when it happened, like, Oh my God, that now the Niners actually have a chance to win this game all of a sudden again, because now they can get the touchdown onside kick uh, and, right. and field goal or another touchdown or whatever. They couldn't do that. If, if Williams just takes a, a knee and, and they run the clock from that point, so yeah, that that gave the night. That's the only thing that gave the Niners the chance. Otherwise, they weren't going to have a chance at all to win the game. So wrong play, but it all worked out in the end for the Chiefs. Yeah, so you know we've had some strong. I've I've had strong thoughts about Super Bowls, but I, I really just end up ended up really left feeling like this was just another Super Bowl. Where how many times have we seen Super Bowls? Just even in the last ten years where you've watched a team lose the game and, and you know, and I, and then we watched the Seahawks lose a Super Bowl that way. We watched Atlanta lose a Super Bowl that way. We all, and we watched now the 49ers lose a Super Bowl that way. Um, we're on the biggest stage and the biggest moment, a professional football team just forgets to do the things that made them successful and starts you could really feel like the Niners just started they weren't playing the Chiefs they were playing the clock they were playing themselves after and, a while and it, yeah it just doesn't it just doesn't work it doesn't really work and all the all the little tricky things that they were doing and the misdirection they just started trying to play this just straight up offense and let Garoppolo just drop back and throw or start in the shotgun and oh man any of those plays after the nine-minute mark of the game where it was uh, Garoppolo in the shotgun, I'm just sitting there with my head in my hands like, what are they doing? It was death. Watching him trying to make plays downfield is just absolute death. The, the one big shot wide open where he just airmails the guy by 10 yards, oh, that, that, was, that was it right there. Uh, if, he, if he nails that one, uh, it might be a, a completely different story, but uh, – that, that that was his legacy. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, he was wide open. This is that drive. Yeah, I thought after, he had him. I thought yeah, he had after, him. After the Chiefs take the lead 24 to 20, I wrote in my notes, this is now Jimmy G for his legacy. This this is it. This is the moment where the, the, the music swells in the uh, season-ending video and the John Pacenta ripoff voice that now Jimmy Garoppolo takes the field for his legacy. And that was the drive where if he gets it done, then Jimmy G's a hero and he's the man and he's the next golden boy. And everyone is uh, throwing parades in his honor for every day from now until the start of next training camp. And uh, it didn't happen. He, he they, they got some runs on that play because they didn't want to rely on Jimmy G. Because, again, Kyle Shanahan had proven already that day that he really doesn't trust his quarterback. Uh, he really doesn't. Well, and there was no problem going on a drive at that point in the game either, because there was enough time left. There's still four minutes that, you know, that there's enough time to go on a drive. And yeah. I didn't feel like it just had to be, they right, didn't just have to go right to the end zone. Right. Uh, it, it was time. It was 244. It was plenty of time to, to make the drive. Yeah. And yeah they, 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 they didn't have to have all throws and they got a lot of success with runs, but you do have to eventually throw. And yeah. that's when it when the problems happened. It was when they started trying to throw, and Jimmy G he had one ball. Uh, well, he had he one where a guy jumped. Uh, somebody jumped the route completely, 
on one, Kindle I believe. Bullet. Over yeah. Almost picked a, a quick gun, just totally read it perfectly, almost picked it off. Uh, that play for Sanders was a third down. It was a blitz beater. The Chiefs are bringing the house again, and Garoppolo made the right read and got the ball up there, and it was deep down the middle. Sanders was open, and it was way over his head. Uh, the, the play clock probably ran out on fourth down. They probably should have stopped it for a delay and given them another chance, but instead they let yes. it run, and, and the blitz gets home and wraps up Garoppolo. And uh, that was it. He had the game-winning touchdown on, on that Sanders play, just missed it. So uh, it was all on him eventually. Yeah, they, they ran and, and, and got themselves in, in position to have the game-winning touchdown, but you can't uh, in that spot, in that situation, you can't run all the way to the end zone. Uh, they're not going to let you do that. The, the Chiefs were – uh, not that bad all year. They were, you know, they they were kind of bad against the run, but they weren't all bad. And they they made just enough plays. And you knew eventually at some point you're going to have to rely on Garoppolo eventually to get you over the hump. And, and he just couldn't do it because he's just not that good. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, again, we're ragging on a guy. You know, still got his team to the Super Bowl. He's not like I'm dunking on like him. He's just garbage. He's not garbage. I'm dunking on him. He's trash. I'm throwing him in the no, – yeah. he's, he's not garbage, but his what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is his coach consistently proved that he doesn't think he's that good. So I'm not going off of necessarily what I think about Garoppolo. I'm going off of what his coach clearly thinks of him. His, his coach clearly doesn't think he's all that. Yeah, the throw to Sanders. I mean, that was the first real deep shot they'd taken all game at all. Right. So you want a guy to you want a guy to air it out for one time in the game, and you ask him to do it with a you know minute thirty left to go in the Super Bowl. Not, not and the guy not was sure open. Where that came from. Yeah, I mean that was the other deep shot that he took was the the one that he dropped the dime on uh, Kittle right before halftime that they called the offensive pass interference on. That was a nice deep shot. Um, so one of the more controversial it, calls of, of the of the game. It was. What's, uh, what's your what's your read on it? I, you know. I thought if you pushed off with one hand, it wasn't offensive pass interference. I mean, <laughs> they, they made that ruling early in the season. Right? Remember that wasn't that the Kyle Rudolph? Um, yeah. You know that if it's, if it's I mean, one hand, it's okay. If it's one hand, it's okay. Even Chris Collinsworth said so on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> so, just going by recent memory here, I'm gonna have to say that I thought that was uh, was bullshit. I mean, <laughs> was that any worse? Was was that call? Was was that push off any worse than the Kyle Rudolph one? No, no, it wasn't. Was that no, worse I, than I, anything we watched uh, Michael Irvin do for ten years? Well, in a Dallas Cowboys that, uniform. That's another level of of pushing off and getting yourself <laughs> open. That's that's a master class. <laughs> that's a whole other level there. Uh, um, yeah, no, it, it I was, mean. It was the lightest of push-offs. Yeah, I mean, could you have called it? Yeah, I guess if you go textbook, you could have called that, but it's the Super Bowl. I mean, they're letting guys get away with stuff all game long. They did did, uh, let them play for the most part, uh, except for for that play. Yeah. It only takes one one ref to see it and try to call it. it. At the end of the day, what does it do? I mean, it makes it 13 to 10, maybe, if they kick a field goal right there. It's about eight seconds left when that play was blown dead, which eh, not, not really, 
anything more than a chance for Robbie Gould to go out there and make it 13 to 10. You could, you could do all that stuff you want. You gave up 21 points in eight minutes. This is true. <laughs> no one's so, uh, denying, no one's able to deny what the, the collapse that the Niners went under, but yeah, that was a huge play just momentum wise. If you, uh, if you believe that Mahomes and Andy Reid were going to come back from anything, then I guess it wouldn't really matter if it was another seven points tacked on. But for the factor of maybe tightening the noose a little bit and making the possibility of a comeback that much tighter, another extra three points or another seven, because they had time to maybe go for the end zone if they uh, let that play stand. Um, yeah, that, that was, that was really, really big. And I, I'm not even going to, say that there's no basis to be angry at that call. There is a basis to be angry at that call because of the inconsistency of the officiating and the inconsistency of the calls all year. And actually uh, for the last several years, it's been a really, it, it used to be bad. Now it's really bad that you can have one play look one way and another play look the other way, look the exact same way and wind up getting two completely different calls. It, it's, it's the, the officiating has always been a problem. Uh, I've always found myself almost defending the officials, like saying, hey, first and foremost, this is a really, really difficult job. And I still believe that. But I also get frustrated at there's got to be a way to make this more uniform. There's got to be a way to make it where you see something and the call should be this not you see this thing happen four different times and there's four different interpretations and four different rulings by the, whatever the officiating crews happen to be for that game. That's my big complaint is we, we got to make some way replay is supposed to really be the way to make it uniform because if something gets missed by all those officials on the field, you should be able to go to the booth and say, okay, well we missed that. We're going to fix that. Here's a replay of it. And now we're going to make it so that it's just like all the other times we've seen that call. Unfortunately, there's a shithead in the booth uh, that you can't rely on for replays because he's got a, obviously a personal grudge out there uh, against replay, and he's just going to decide, ah, I don't see it. Whatever it is, I don't see it. So we, we can't even rely on that. So the, the whole system is, is kind of busted. And uh, once again, as I rail on the clown that is the commissioner of football, if there was a real commissioner that could take care of this and, and do something about it, I would love for him to step up and do that. Yeah, I, I remember watching that play live and thought nothing of the, the contact back and forth between the two guys down the field. It looked like two guys playing football, and it was a great catch. Um, probably didn't even need to push the guy in order uh, to catch the ball because that was, that was he dropped a dime. I mean, that was perfect in stride, right where it needed to be. I don't think even the little bit of separation that, that Kittle created with the, the contact, I don't think altered the outcome of the play. I just think it was something these guys do and they do all the time. It's a big, he's a big tight end and he's throwing his weight around and he's muscling his way around. And this, this is how these guys play. And I, I've reached the point sort of to, to piggyback onto what you're saying is I think we've reached a point with these officials that they're out there, they're looking for it. And I don't mean that, not that they're not supposed to be looking for penalties, but it's like they want penalties. <laughs> you know, so they want to throw the flag. It's not like they're waiting for like the egregious thing to happen. You know, that's what I believe a penalty should be. Not, not, not ticky tack stuff, you know, 
And and how many times? I mean, we they kept going back to these replays, especially on that last drive. We. Were you watching all – maybe I was missing it. Were you seeing a lot of blows to the head of Jimmy Garoppolo on that last drive? I saw a, 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 at least one or two, yes. I saw two for sure that they, they clearly went back and were showing the replays of. Nobody in the booth said anything. And right. you know that Aikman, who used to be a quarterback, saw that. You know that Buck saw it. And they're clearly, high, they're clearly teeing this up for the commentators – there was one in particular where he basically got like karate chopped across the face. <laughs> um, no call. I mean, this is, I, I mean, we, we watched a, we watched Tom Brady in the AFC championship game last year, get a completely bogus blow to the head call for a guy who hit him on the shoulder. All right. And you got guys yeah. out there Kung Fu fighting Jimmy Garoppolo's head. <laughs> On the last drive, you know, this was not the drive, um, the desperation drive, you know, when it was like they were down 11. I'm talking, this is the 20 to 17, yeah. like for the game. And there are, I, he's out and there getting abused and thrashed about the head and neck. And nope, nah, it's okay. But we'll, we'll, we'll call George Kittle for the light push off. Yeah, that's when the Chiefs were opening up the the blitz and really getting after him. Um, yeah. But you saw it, it, too? it. I saw. I saw, but a couple of different uh, things that make that confusing and throw a monkey wrench in and all that is that they were not looking for plays and and looking for. Uh, they, they were not trying. To, the officiating crew was not trying to throw a, a bunch of penalties all game. They did it on the, the play to Kittle, but for the most part, they let him play. Both, you know, on on both sides, offense and defense, uh, for the most part. So it, it fits with the game that they let some of those blows to the head go because they've been letting most things go except for that one play for Kittle. And also you can say as a, as a Chiefs backer or a Chiefs fan, uh, the play where Mahomes scrambled and had a first down, but then the ball got jarred out and knocked backwards – uh, that could be a, a spearing penalty. The guy took dead aim at Mahomes' chest and put his helmet right through it. So uh, there oh, could have yeah. been a, a call there too. Uh, so it, it kind of went both ways on that. Mahomes took but a couple of big shots in that game. He, he sure it did. Did not get flagged. Uh, yes, uh, and probably shouldn't have most of them. But you could see where they could they've they've thrown it before on, on certain right. plays. It was a regular season. I think there's a. I don't think it's a hundred percent that that. Uh, play got flagged for a spear on Mahomes, but it's more likely than it would be uh, in this game. I, I, I did not have a problem with the with them not throwing a flag, but yeah, there there were some iffy plays on both quarterbacks there. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the hits for sure on Mahomes was totally clean. Uh, guy went with the one that caused the fumble, I believe it was that, that where he fumbled the ball backwards out of bounds. They ended up going for it on fourth yeah, that's down. the one I, I was talking was, about. I, I thought that, I was, thought he that, just that could have right been a spear. Shoulder. I, I thought he drove right through him with his uh, – I think the helmet might have hit the ball. Mm. No, it didn't look I dirty. Go back and, and no, there was I another one where dirty. he just needed to slide and didn't slide, and the guy got – and he got lit up. Um, but, but we've seen those flagged. Sure. You know. Yeah, the, just the inconsistency. Whether they're clean or not, we've seen those flagged. Yeah, so the, yeah. Right. I don't. I don't think this game was determined by the officials. Which, so any of this would just be sort of like little, like kind of little niggling, you know, nagging things, you know. 
Well, the the uh, Kittle uh, penalty was uh, pretty clearly the most controversial play uh, of the it Super Bowl, was. and that's the one that yeah. everyone was talking about. But I didn't have a problem with it because he did push off. It was a very light push off, but he did. He did. Push off. I mean, yes, they could have by the by the essence of the rule, they could have called that. And I think that's what you see and saw the next day and the day after with a lot of the the, the, the sports talk media was they're all like, yeah, I guess that you know, especially when you slow it down and you can see the push. You know, everything looks so much worse in slow motion. You know, so Casey uh, from the opening drive to me looked to be in trouble because Nick Bosa tipped a pass away. And then on third down, Pat Mahomes was too strong on another uh, swing pass. And so three and out, when you think about the, the chiefs offense uh, and, and the way that they can move down the field, but, San Francisco, it, it wasn't just that the Chiefs went three and out and, and Mahomes was too strong on, on one throw. It was also that Nick Bosa was getting involved right off the bat. Second play of the game, he's already knocking balls away. He's like, okay, this might not go very well because we, we got everything now. We got Mahomes is too fired up early and the Niners are doing what they're supposed to do on the defensive line and not, not a good sign. And then the first 49ers drive looks awesome because you get – Debo Samuel on a jet sweep going for 32 yards and all that crazy motion uh, in Shanahan's offense that seemed to have the the Chiefs all out of sorts and and didn't know which way to go and who was doing what. Uh, And he took another one and and wanted to throw it uh, on third down. He took another jet sweep. It looked like he was uh, winding up to actually throw back to maybe Garoppolo, but it wasn't open. So he just, I just pulled it down and run for first down myself. Um, and that drive only ended because the throw for George Kittle was barely tipped at the line of scrimmage and he was open. That was that he might've kept going and, and taking it to the house. And yeah, the, the Niners looked like they were going to do what they, like you said, they, this is what they do. They, this is what they've done. This is who they are. They were playing like the way they're supposed to play. And, and the chiefs uh, were not early. Um, but what did stand out to me as a as a sort of a positive for Kansas City, and it did wind up playing into the uh, to the comeback to me was their skill guys. The Chiefs' skill guys were just full of juke moves and fakes and funky extra funky type stuff all night. Uh, Tyree Kill at one point made a juke that uh, embarrassed the hell out of Richard Sherman. It was just filthy. That was sort of you know a setup for later when uh, Sammy Watkins, of course, embarrassed. Sherman off the line of screaming got open for a huge, huge play. Um, that was, uh, it wasn't just the speed for the Chiefs. It was the the moves and the fakes and uh, look like an and one team out there uh, hooping it up and making all sorts of fake moves and jukes. And, oh, look at that move. Uh, it, it was clear that they thought Tyreek Hill and, and Sammy Watkins and Damian uh, Williams, they, they thought that they were, better and more athletic and quicker than the 49ers. And they were going to make the difference just on their movements alone. And uh, it, they wound up doing just that. And uh, to me, that was sort of surprising and astonishing the way the 49ers defense had busted everybody all year uh, and, and, and played very physical uh, and, and sort of put them down. But I did say that it was going to be the speed, was going to be the difference, and 
was going to be the big factor, and, and it was. I just didn't see all the sort of fakes and the jukes coming into play. But I, I really think that made a difference. They set up those cornerbacks on a lot of those jukes and fakes, and, and they really embarrassed them later in the game. Yeah. I mean, they had the huge – the one – I mean, obviously, you know, when Mahomes just closed his eyes and threw that ball to a spot and, and Tyreek Hill made the, made the adjustment and he hit the big 44-yard completion there. I mean, that was, you know – how you break someone's back and they weren't trying that at all um, during the game there were no deep shots and it was just so weird watching the Chiefs have you know again the Niners were dictating the game you know San Francisco told the Chiefs how to play football for three and a half quarters and you were watching the Chiefs struggle with doing the thing like we talk about we, we talked about Baltimore and, you know, you watched a team that tried to turn them into somebody that just had to go down there and just nickel and dime and just take what they're giving them, and they just couldn't do it. And I, for three-plus quarters of that game, the Chiefs couldn't do it either. The, the, the Niners were making Mahomes and that Chiefs offense work for everything, and you just, just – it never really felt like they had – the ability to just go on these long sustained drives. They had one uh, in that the one decent drive for that first touchdown that they scored all the way through that game. And uh, once they started giving up the chunk plays, then you then, then the chiefs were able to dictate the terms. Then the game, it was just, it was over. Yeah. There was a lot of talk about Mahomes and how he didn't look like himself and didn't play like himself. And, yeah, you can put some uh, big game, Super Bowl game jitters. Uh, you can put that as part of the reason. I, I, I don't have any arguments uh, about that. Uh, but I, from what I was observing, I think uh, a big part of it is, is very simple. I see dead people. Niners was jacking his ass up. He was running around out there and and running for his life at certain points. Uh, he has some smooth runs, of course, like he always does. But uh, as you saw on a couple of plays, he got hit. He got licked, and it, and I think it affected him. I think he came right back after a couple of those licks and was getting rid of that ball quicker than he wanted to, trying to avoid getting beat up. The, the 49ers dealing again, man, they, they, they did it. They played. They, they came. They brought what they always bring, and, and they brought the pain on the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. And it was just as simple as when you get beat up, when you get hit, it affects you, and Pat Mahomes was getting licked, and, and, and he was getting hit, and it took uh, three quarters to, to make that adjustment and get over that and, and start trying to make the plays that he could make, but I think it was just that simple as, as he was getting touched. Right, and they weren't used to that. So um, did you did you think Mahomes was the MVP? Uh, yes, in the sense that, if they don't have they, uh, Damian Williams was the argument for that everyone was making as an that, alternative. That was my that was my argument too. Was not even that was beside the the, the last touchdown because that he gave right. them a running game, um, and scored a receiving touchdown as well. Um, but we the one thing you didn't expect the Chiefs to be able to do was you know make any gains on the ground, and I thought it was that ground game. And, and Damian Williams fighting for some yards that really kept them relevant in the game. I guess to me, uh, a couple of things. 
just as simple as they don't make the comeback if Pat Mahomes doesn't start making those plays. So that's most valuable to me that they, they just don't, they don't win the game without Pat Mahomes, period. Um, as good well, as Damian Williams was. That's true. <laughs> uh, and also Damian Williams props to him for a really good game. I'm not going to try to take anything away from him, but uh, it wasn't like he was just Derrick Henry making all these individual great moves and great plays out there. The Kansas City run blocking was dancing like ballerinas out there. That was a tremendous team performance. They were getting uh, out there and making some great, great blocks and making some lanes for Damian Williams to to get some yardage out there. So that's why – that's a couple of different reasons or takes for me why I, I, I wouldn't take the MVP away from a home. So I really think that his – incredible individual throws and individual plays uh, is what won the game for the Chiefs. And because Damian Williams made some great plays, but was the beneficiary of some really great blocking by the Chiefs. Okay. And then you mentioned the name of the person who I actually thought was the MVP for the Chiefs, Derrick Henry. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're going to have to explain that one for people who aren't used to your uh, logic and, and your reasoning. Uh, oh, what do you mean? Derek, that the Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans completely paved the path for the Super Bowl <laughs> for the Kansas City Chiefs? I think most people can follow along with that. I hope they sent him a game ball. <laughs> they, they took out the number one seed. Yeah. They took out the number three seed before that. Uh, and, yeah, they need the to. Derrick Henry gets a game ball. Brian Fitzpatrick <laughs> gets a game ball. Um, a lot of people get game balls from the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I'm wondering if the Ravens are that sort of snake bid and, and uh, getting oh. called out by their own teammates after the game. I'm wondering if they lose that first round, uh, that first game to whoever they play, whether it's the Titans or anybody oh. else. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, the Titans would have played the uh, Ravens no matter what, right? Yeah, yeah, they were to succeed, and then they were going to play one no matter what. Uh, yeah. No, so if Tennessee doesn't beat New England, it, New England would have to go to Baltimore. Would the Patriots have knocked off the Ravens? Would the Ravens have frozen up and, and found a way to lose to, well, to old Tom the Brady? Patriots, if the Patriots had won, because they were the three seed, so if the Patriots had won that first matchup against Tennessee, they would have gone oh, to okay. Kansas City. Okay, so then it'd be four or five. So the, the Texans and Houston, Houston would have gone to. Uh, Baltimore. Yeah, do you think if the Texans take a twenty-four nothing lead that the Ravens are coming back and winning that game? Because I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that the Texans are taking a twenty-four nothing lead in Baltimore. No, oh, well, okay. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. About, I don't know about all that. But my point was, the Ravens are are they've got me wondering and questioning them no matter who they play. That, that I don't know. If, 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 if Derrick Henry and the Titans didn't get hot against them, then uh, Deshaun Watson and the Texans might have got hot against them. Somebody, uh, I think, might have got hot against the Ravens, and, and they would have just choked it away because apparently that's just that's what they do. It's uh, they, they got me wondering, you know, every time they get into a playoff situation. I, are they going to do that every year? Or is that, you know, that's two years in a well, row they've now. they've done it so. twice. They've done it twice. Yeah. You know, I don't they, know. They, well, a year and a half. A year and a half of this uh, Lamar Jackson experiment now. I, I think, again, right. we, we don't want to crap too hard all over the Ravens 
just like I yeah, I'm not guaranteeing. Over, yeah, I'm not going to crap too hard all over uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I crapped on his coach. I'm going to crap on, on on Kyle Shanahan because this this is a thing now. Yeah, do uh, you remember the first moment that uh, Shanahan, the first brain fart, uh, wasn't uh, wasn't concerning Jimmy Garoppolo? It was uh, the Niners are on defense. They had the 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 Chiefs were on offense. The Chiefs had a, a play where they had an illegal man downfield on a pass. Yeah, and the the 49ers take that penalty. They make it second and seven. They don't take that penalty. They decline it. They want third right. and two. I know. I don't get it. Who wants third and two? And Damian Williams easily converts that for a first down, of course. They just didn't want to give those Chiefs extra downs, I, I guess. So they'd rather have third and, and two whole yards. We'll, we'll just stop them from getting two yards. Wow. Okay. So that was the first brain fart for, for uh, Shanahan. But the, the old Shanahanigans, there was a lot of them. That, that's the first one. Uh, and Andy Reid going forward on the fourth downs that he went for, he's got a lot of credit for that. I, I, I love Andy Reid. I, I stand for Andy Reid. Uh, I'm so glad that he got that championship and, and is going to go to the Hall of Fame now and validate how great of a coach he was. But those fourth downs that he was going for were, were no-brainers. First of all, the one that Pat Mahomes, uh, the play that we talked about where he just scrambled and it had yeah. the first down picked up, but then lost it because Jimmy Ward jacked him up and knocked the ball backwards behind the uh, uh, behind the first down marker. Uh, you're at the at the five yard line. You're at the Niners five yard line, and you and you only need a yard. You just had that big play uh, from Mahomes. Of course, you're going to go for it there. Who's who's kicking a field goal there? Who is there any coach that conservative these days that that would um, just take the three? Didn't didn't Bill Belichick do that against the Eagles? Uh, ooh, well, and, but there's not Say too it. many times, you know, there, there's not too Say many it. of them. And, and Belichy has gone for it plenty of times. So that's, it's what not I mean. like that's why time. that was out of character. That's why it stands right. out. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, these days, but, most coaches, I think almost every coach is going forward there. And the other fourth downs, uh, I, I, again, same situation that just sort of seemed like there were no brainers. You're, you're right there and you're driving and you're, moving the ball and you only need like a yard or two or three. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to give him for everything that he does, but those were, those are no brainers. Yeah, I know. And that, that's not just uh masterful coaching that might've been right. masterful coaching 10 or 15 years ago, but in, you know, 2019, 2020, um, there's this tendency now that you just, you just go for it. In, in these big spots and these big, big big moments and all these guys are into their analytics and, oh, okay, so what happens? They don't get it and, what, they turn the ball over at their own, you know, the, the San Francisco gets the ball back at their own five. I mean, bad things happen when you get pinned back into your own red zone. So I don't think exactly. And it's the last game of the year. And I think you see more teams just coach this way now. Yeah, absolutely, and, and, all of them. And Andy Reid was feeling it. He, he, this was their first chance. This was the first time they had really cracked through against that San Francisco defense. The only other decent drive they had had up until that point, I believe, was a pick. Right. Um, where, where Mahomes threw a red zone interception. That was the only other time they had gotten into that scoring position um, to get anything other than a field goal. 
because that was the touchdown that made the game, I believe, 20-10, to 10, or made it 10-10. Yeah, so just when Shanahan was starting to trust Garoppolo uh, yeah. in, in the second quarter, he got drilled by Mike Pennell and threw that uh, floating duck uh, interception that to Brashad Breeland. That was a, yeah, that was an ill-advised pass, though. That was a bad pass. It was just right, right when he was trying to give him a little trust, yeah. just a little. That was that was some schoolyard stuff right there. <laughs> it just ah, uh, yeah, that's what he totally did. If you actually made, I think if they go back and pull the NFL Films tape, that's the sound you'll hear when when Jimmy Garoppolo throws the football. No, that was it. I just played it. I, I just I, I downloaded. Oh, it actually, that wasn't even you. That was that was actually yep. Jimmy closing his eyes. And just, yeah, oh, that was the actual game sound. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I, I don't know what that relationship is going to look like next year and going forward. But oh, I, I think it, it, there was some Bortles feeling there. There was, a, I, I wanted oh. to start calling him Jimmy Bortles there. There was just clearly the coach doesn't trust yeah. his guy to go make the plays that he needs to make. And, and when you Kirk trust Cousins him, treatment, right? That, that's the same thing. We, 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 we yeah. railed on Kirk Cousins all year for the treatment that he got from Mike Zimmer. Didn't we? We did, and I called into Football Fan Rush Radio on Sunday, and talking about the Super Bowl somehow led into Cass slamming on uh, on Kirk Cousins and, and oh, dunking on Kirk Cousins because yeah, she sure. can't help it. That's what she does. That's that's <laughs> in her nature to just dunk on Kirk Cousins, and we've yeah. done it enough. I mean, I gave him least valuable player in two thousand and nineteen, uh, eighteen. But yeah, that, that's that's her guy. She can't help it. No matter what the conversation is, it yeah. eventually turns to how bad Kirk Cousins is. Which is funny uh, because I totally gave Kirk Cousins a pass for his division round effort. Totally gave him a pass for that one because of the dominance mm. of the 49ers. I would have given Mahomes a pass for the Super Bowl because of all the pressure and all the things that, that, that – uh, Salah and the defense of the Niners were doing to him for, for three-plus quarters. I would have given Mahomes a pass to I would not have called Mahomes a choker. I wouldn't have crapped all over Andy Reid because it was why I was watching a team have the other team impose their will on them. Yeah, I, I was watching that too. And that's why um, I gave Cousins a pass in the division round because he had no shot <laughs> against the against the <laughs> against the Niners and, you know, I mean, they did get to Mahomes three times. He was clearly the most mobile of the quarterbacks that the Niners had played up until that point. I did think that one of the mistakes that they made um, throughout the game consistently was losing contain on Mahomes and letting him break contain and, and make big, big plays with his legs or break out and make some decent throws. Now, a lot of those throws were inaccurate. One of them was a pick, um, but I did think that they needed to bottle him up a little bit more and uh, not let him not let him run as much as he was running. I agree, but it's Pat Mahomes, and there's only so much you can do. No, I get that. I get that. You figure he's he's just as dangerous, you know, with with a with a nice little tight pocket around him as he is uh, running around scrambling. But I, I thought that they. Uh, they weren't setting that edge very well and they were letting him get to the outside more than they should have. And and he was getting some kid. He wasn't running like Lamar Jackson. You know, he wasn't going for 50, 60 yards. I think his longest run right. was 13, but he was picking up first downs with his legs. He was shortening up 
down in distance and and just generally frustrating because uh, you're watching the Niners. They were getting there. They just couldn't quite keep him under control. And at, in, in the end, you could see, again, two, I thought I saw towards, like, in the fourth quarter of that game, that Niners defense started to look a little tired. Sure. You know, you're running around chasing Mahomes all day. And running around chasing Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins and Damian Williams making uh, big plays on you and, and taking advantage of their speed finally, which I, I, I was so happy to see them actually do. I thought they were going to go down uh, and lose the Super Bowl, not even trying anything deep because of how dominant the 49ers were up front and in, in battering Mahomes and not allowing him any time to try anything deep. And uh, even if they lost the game and, and I lost the season to you, um, I was just happy to see them a try. I was just happy to see the attempt to go downfield and make it a game, much less complete the whole comeback and, and win the whole thing, which was just icing on the cake for me. But uh, that's how dominant the 49ers are being uh, at that point of the game was that just to see them even attempt it and, and go deep, just even trying. I was just happy to see that, but oh. man, it was, it, it was right there. It was right there for the Niners. They had it. What I did appreciate about the Super Bowl was it was one of those games where we both had very wildly differing opinions. And even though you won the pick, I don't think either one of us was truly wrong about, you know, like it could have easily gone the other way. No doubt about that. There's no way I'm claiming geniusness over picking the Chiefs <laughs> when they were down 10 in the fourth quarter and getting battered. No way. Yeah, and it stayed on the underside, which I predicted. You did. They they, they tried like hell to get it over. <laughs> yeah, I, I was 27-21. Um, so it's not like I thought anybody was blowing anybody out. Um you know, and we very we, we we should have probably ended up with a twenty four twenty final. Yes, should definitely should have. There's no question in my mind. Damian Williams should have taken a knee, but it's the Super Bowl, so I get it. Uh, but I cannot emphasize enough that sequence at the end of the first half that sort of signaled or should have signaled. Uh, what was going to happen because one coach had confidence in his, in his guys and the other one clearly didn't. Uh, the Niners get the defensive stop on yeah. the homes. That drive and was weird, wasn't it? That drive that in, the Niners went yeah, on was just odd. Instead of calling a timeout to preserve yeah. time for his offense, Shanahan lets the clock run and run and run. And his own general manager, John Lynch is up in the booth calling timeout and the cameras are mm-hmm. catching him trying to coach the team and call timeout. Um, even he knew better uh, and, and Shanahan just doesn't trust his, his guy. So he wanted the clock to bleed and run as much as possible. And so they finally get the, uh, the ball and they're running plays very slowly and they're clearly going deliberately trying to bleed the clock. And then the clock stops, uh, I believe a defensive penalty. So San Fran has a chance to, to do what they do best and run a bunch of, short, smart plays and, and have Jimmy just make quick decisions, just, you know, one read and, and hit it. Um, but now the clock has stopped. They get a chance to go for a big play, for for a deep play with, with Jeff Wilson, get down uh, in, into midfield territory. Okay, well, now we got a chance here. Let's Now we can start using our timeouts. There's hardly any time left in the damn half at this point. 
but now we can start actually trying to make some some other big plays, and that's when the big play to the George Kittle happens, where that gets uh, would have put them really close to uh, I think in the red zone there, um, if not for the uh, the very light push off and the penalty to back them back up, and then at that point it's okay, let's basically take a knee and, and go into the half. Yeah, that was you got all three of your timeouts and seventy five seconds. Uh, uh, 75 yards, I'm sorry, in a minute with all three timeouts. And Kyle Shanahan did not trust Jimmy Garoppolo to go 75 yards in a minute with all three of his timeouts. It's basically as cut and dried as that. I, I was astonished at that. I really was. I don't. I, I try not to be hyperbolic. I wasn't clutching my pearls and, and getting shocked or anything, but I was surprised. I was really surprised that he didn't even trust him that much. And uh, when you look at the second half and, and – now you have to open it up and try to make a comeback after the Chiefs make their comeback. Now you have to match that that comeback with your quarterback. Of course, your quarterback's going to fail because you've already shown him you don't trust him. Yeah, and there was definitely some some care some scared coaching going on there as well. The Shanahanigans, like you said, it was it was Shanahanigans there for the entire world to see. Uh, so I. I very happy for Andy Reid. I want to give credit to Steve Spagnolo, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Uh, very well-timed blitz calls in that fourth quarter to take advantage of knowing that you're playing against a scared quarterback whose coach doesn't trust him. Uh, and, and Garoppolo looked out to lunch on some of those plays. Like the pressure would get there, and he would be like, "I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I have no idea." Um, if Kansas City, I got to be honest, if they ran into veteran teams in the playoffs who didn't panic and try to out chief the chiefs basically by trying to go up tempo and fast break like they're the warriors they may have lost any of these three games again they trailed by double digits in every game of the playoffs and right. came back Including to win all of them. 24 to nothing in the first quarter now, and I came the- back Against the Titans, I can forgive that. That was what seventeen seven. It was seven seventeen seven. What second quarter? Eh, yeah. that's forgivable. The other two, though, you're down twenty four nothing at the end of the first quarter. You wipe that off in the second quarter, and then you're down ten in the Super Bowl. I mean, you have only you're the Chiefs. You have only scored ten points in fifty two minutes. <laughs> They sh- you're not supposed to win that way. No. no and you're really this not. is an imperfect championship for the Chiefs with a quarterback who's only going to get better. Oh. Right. This is not the best game Mahomes could possibly play. Now, the flip side to that is the obvious one, I think, uh, which is, hey, how old was Dan Marino when he lost that first Super Bowl? And everyone said, well, he'll this just is be rookie back. Season. Was his rookie right. Oh, he'll be back. He'll have plenty of chances. Never did make it back. So it, it's it's unlikely as it seems. It's possible Mahomes never gets back. And then if he if he doesn't, he he got the one. He got the, he he had his opportunity and he and he was down double digits in the fourth quarter. But he found a way to rally back and get the one ring uh, this one time. But just saying, it's not a, it's not a guarantee that they'll be yeah, back. Yeah, but Marino, but you know, Marino never got back. But he was always there, right? They were they were they sure. Were, a playoff team, you know, so I don't think Mahomes, yeah, Mahomes isn't going to win the Super Bowl every year, but if he stays healthy, 
and there's any kind of continuity that goes around with that team, they're going to be there every year. And just It's the knowing... Aaron Rodgers thing, right? Like Aaron Rodgers has never gotten back to a Super Bowl, but he's there a lot. That's, like, that's true. In playoffs. All right, into our VIP after show. Yeah, I only had a, an hour schedule for the recap because we're talking about one game, so we should, shouldn't have to go yeah. two hours live for that. No, um, no, I agree. Plus it's late. But Plus it's late. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying at all that the Chiefs shouldn't be perennial contenders. I'm not saying that Pat Mahomes shouldn't be there uh, with a chance every year. Of course, he, he should. Uh, I'm just – trying to warn against some of the people that have made comments that, oh man, it's, you know, this, this is just the beginning. This is a dynasty. This is going to be, you know, however many championships in a row, look how young he is. He's only 24. Uh, and that wasn't his best game at all. They're only going to get better. Uh, but I, I hope so. I'm a fan of his, a big fan, but just, just slow your roll. You, you, you just, you never know how things turn out. That's all I'm saying. Right. No, I, I just think that, their future is bright. <laughs> I mean, right? They're going to be... I, I concur. <laughs> they're going to be in the playoffs a lot for for mm-hmm. the for the duration of Pat Mahomes' career, you know, provided that he stays healthy, you know. And I don't see any reasons that the Chiefs are not going to be perennial contenders. I, I, I'd certainly agree with that. And and then in the division that they should win pretty easily for a while. And, and even with all that, they trail by double digits. Either each one of these oh, playoff yeah. games. There's so yeah. many things that could have happened uh, to put them not in this position at all. They, they could have very easily lost the very first playoff game they played this season. They could have been the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, they could and the, you know they could have lost they could have lost to the Titans. The Titans uh, did not keep doing the things that they needed to do. We, and we watched the San Francisco 49ers stop doing the things that they needed to do because of the fear that the Chiefs' offense, like it's the sleeping dragon, and you don't want to wake it up, <laughs> you know. And the, the you see these teams, they get they just get out of their out of themselves. That's the uh, common denominator for me, for all their opponents. When you think about the Texans and the Titans and the 49ers, uh, better, they were not veteran teams. They were young teams. They were afraid. They were teams that were, that didn't know who they were and got to that big stage and got afraid and decided to start playing Golden State Warriors basketball against the Golden State Warriors. And as we've laughed at and pointed out, you cannot play the Golden State Warriors and, and pretend like you're the Golden State Warriors. You're not going to out-warrior right. the Warriors, and you're not going to out-chief the Chiefs. You're, you're just not going to do that. And I think all three of those teams at some point tried to out-chief the Chiefs uh, with that with that big lead that they had, all three of them, and, and wound up on the wrong side of, of history. Right, and, and let's again, and I don't want to crap on the Chiefs, but let's just be real. They beat Deshaun Watson. That's, that, Deshaun Watson's a good quarterback. Ryan Tannehill and Jimmy Garoppolo and the Golden Boy. That that's who they beat <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. And Deshaun Watson had a team up twenty-four to nothing <laughs> in the first quarter. Now a 
again, that wasn't all Deshaun Watson because there were special teams plays and defensive plays, and there were all sorts of weird things that happened to get them up 24 nothing. Um, you know, and when, and when Watson had to win the game, he, obviously he couldn't. They they didn't. They they gave up what 41 straight points, I believe. 41 unanswered. 41 unanswered after they were up 24 to nothing before they finally mounted a drive. But yeah, I'm just trying to, I guess, play devil's advocate and just look at all sides and make sure that, you know, we. I just wanted to tamp down a little bit of, and again, I'm the one who picked the Chiefs to win the thing. I'm the one who picked the Chiefs to win the AFC before the season began. Yeah. I'm a huge Chiefs fan and, and I'm loving everything that they did. Just some of these people are, are a little out there over their skis with the with the love for the Chiefs. Just scale it down a little bit. Just you know, realize who they are and, and what they did, and and appreciate what they did. But but don't uh, don't don't put it like it's the next dynasty necessarily. It, it, it might be, but uh, it very well might not be. Just, there, there's a lot of holes still there. They're, they're not a perfect champion. Uh, no, and I don't think I don't think we ever get that right. I mean, no. I mean, this was a better Super Bowl than last year's Super Bowl. You didn't play a lullaby. <laughs> that, that's not camp show. <laughs> that's that's not a low. That's not a high bar at all. It's a very low bar to clear. Right, but uh, I wasn't that much more excited by it. I don't know why. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just in a bad mood, or <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I... You know, and now maybe it was this. Maybe it was that broadcast. Maybe it was just Buck and Aikman making me want to rip my ears out of my head. But <laughs> I just didn't feel like I was watching the Super Bowl. I, I'd hate to bring it up. Is it the lack of star power? Or were you missing the, the Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick or something? No, uh, no. Oh, yeah. I didn't have anybody <laughs> to hate. Is that what it was? <laughs> right. The, the Cowboys. No, that, I that had really, that last uh, year, and we got, we got a 13-3 to game. Well, that game, nobody could have loved that game. Nobody, not even Patriots fans love that game because that was just back and forth, terrible offense and then punt to a terrible offense to punt to a terrible offense. So there's nobody that could have liked that game. Well, that game was just awful. <laughs> no, this was, this was okay. I mean, I, it was wasn't the best Super yeah. Bowl I've ever seen. It wasn't it wasn't the worst. It, is, it, just, it was a game. It happened. I, I, I had other... I, I enjoyed blowout Super Bowls more than this. I, I enjoyed Denver, Carolina, and ah. more than this ball because that was even though that, that was, was train wreck. Worst, that was some of the worst offense you'd ever see. No, I, I enjoyed yeah. watching that Denver defense. That Denver defense just dominated that game. Poor Cam Newton. <laughs> He's still looking for his mouthpiece on the field. Uh, and and maybe, maybe I'm putting too much value in the game just coming off of last year's game. Maybe I'm oh, uh, just because this it was, up too much. It was watchable. Yes. Oh my God! I'm so happy. It's ten ten at, at the beginning of the third quarter. Now it's a game. Thirty minutes to decide the Super Bowl. I was I was so excited for that. I was so geeked just because it was, you know, here it is. You, you don't ever get that in the Super Bowl where it's tied. You, you don't ever get where it's one half for the whole enchilada like that. So I, I was I was I was going to enjoy it probably no matter what, just because it wasn't last year. Okay, <laughs> well that's fair enough. <laughs> Uh, the I think the only other biggest news out of the Super Bowl was not concerning the game, it was concerning uh, the halftime show. Did you have sure. any opinion about that? Because I kind of don't. I mean, it was 
hell? It's like a stripper show, right? Yeah. Women. Well, women singers in 2020. Don't they all kind of look like that? I mean, what are you what are you expecting? What pop star doesn't look like that on stage? You know, right. they, this don't, is, they, this they is, all look this like is that. What, yeah, but this is how they have to right, because it's, you know, it's not about music, right? This is how you have to sell it. Every single uh, name all the female pop stars nowadays, uh, Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift, uh, Halsey, um, uh, uh, who's the one I can't stand? Ariana Grande. But they all look like that on stage. I'm, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I'm, I genuinely did not understand the controversy surrounding the halftime show. It, I, it was so not controversial. I kind of half watched it. I was looking at Twitter and then looking up and looking back at my phone. It, it, it didn't capture my imagination in the least. And all the uh, drama stirred up afterwards uh, when I was – you know, looking at uh, Twitter after the game stuff, there was uh, there was a lot of stuff about the game, but there was a lot of stuff about the bad commercials, and then there was a lot of stuff about the halftime show, and it was mostly people getting upset and talking about my kids were watching that. Really, your kids were watching? First of all, your kids were watching the halftime show featuring Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. What exactly? What did you think they were going to do? Come out in <laughs> nun outfits? Well, I, what, wait what? a minute. Now, my kids watched it. My daughter was sitting okay. at her table. In the, we had a little table set up, and she was drawing because we had eaten dinner in the living room because we wanted to watch Super Bowl. So we had pizza, and so so cute factor sitting there, kind of drawing and coloring, and she's and, and then that's on. And I'm just sitting there, laying on the couch. My wife's watching it. We're not really saying anything. And my daughter, you know, she's what seven. She's look. She she's the one who's like, this is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> really? Your daughter yeah, said my that? My daughter, little Trent. Little Trent, he's like, yeah, this is inappropriate. And then Grant is sitting over on his chair, and he's watching it, and he wasn't saying anything about the girls, but the, they had the guys, you know, they were whatever those guys were dressed in, right? Oh, the backup dancers, yeah. The backup dancers. And Grant's like, what are those boys wearing? <laughs> He kept asking, he's like three times, like, what are they wearing? And after about the third time he asked what they're wearing, he just goes, this is embarrassing. You don't see boys dress like that often, do you? No. No, the the, the thing that I, the, the miracle, I, that wasn't even just a, a halftime spectacular. It was also like a, almost like science fiction, because you're watching uh, Shakira and J-Lo not realizing that they are a combined 93 years old. God bless the gymnasium that the, that they work out at, huh? My gosh. <laughs> yeah, they were there's some tremendous shape that both of them are you know, in. J Lo is fitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, looking and, thirty. And, yeah, Shakira's forty three. Looking twenty seven. Yeah, God bless both of them. Uh, but I yeah, you okay, so your kids were watching, but my point yeah. was did did you see anything on the screen that you thought was like surprising or that your kids shouldn't have been watching that was was did anything happen that you didn't expect knowing knowing what the show was going to be it wasn't anything that i yeah no i it wasn't anything that i didn't expect it was in miami 
you have to understand that the way they were dancing and the things that were going on, that's just, that's just how it is. It's their music. This is their act. This is all of their act. All of them. Again, any female act. Madonna did the Super Bowl a few years ago. They looked like that. Yeah, she was, uh, what, 70 when she did it? <laughs> yeah, something like that. She was up there with Betty White? <laughs> they're, they're both on their walkers uh, strolling across the stage. Yeah, it... Every female, I, I don't, I'm legitimately I mean, cannot think of. Polls, even had like the stripper pole. They did. Uh, but I legitimately can't think of any female act you could ask to do the Super Bowl that it wouldn't look like, it wouldn't look like that. They they all right. look like that. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't, you know, there wasn't any like, there wasn't any like full nudity. I mean, there wasn't like no. a lot left to the imagination, but. But I, what did, it is. I did hear that somebody compared it to the Janet Jackson Super Bowl, and hello, that was yeah. nudity. Yeah. This yeah, no. That. Also, Madonna just did a, a, well, not just, but years ago, did a, a, a I think, an MTV Awards show with uh, Christina Aguilera on one side of her and Britney Spears on the other, where she ended the performance by kissing each one of them. It yeah. wasn't that either. I, I mean, what are we talking about? It, it really wasn't anything to get upset about as far as I'm concerned. No. Yeah, I mean, the most indignant people watching it were my kids. Okay. <laughs> well, Trini thought that was embarrassing. Well, I, I, I guess Look, that's yeah, good. Grant said embarrassing, and Trinity said oh, inappropriate. Inappropriate, yeah. Well, I guess that's that's good news for, for her parents, because you got to feel pretty good that she's not going to be doing anything like that. So So that's good. Yeah. So those were yeah. So we definitely had some some memorable quotes coming out of my kids during the halftime show. Where I'm just, I was just like, yeah, whatever. It's just it's a concert. It's 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 you know two women shaking their hips, showing off their booties, and singing. It's a twelve minute concert. That's exactly what it was. That's, that's what yeah. you would see at a concert. Everybody gets up there. You have two acts, so everybody's got to jump up there and, and kind of give you their hits, you know. That was my wife's only comment was that she wished it was one at a time every year instead of this two now because she only got a little taste of, of the hits. She wanted to, like, really go back and and, and get the, the – but it's the Super Bowl. It's the halftime. You're, you're not going to really get the full thing anyway. The most, yeah, you're just going to get the most in-your-face, greatest hits – like you said, it's twelve minutes. How yeah, you can't really go into the whole two acts that have to cram everything into what six seven minutes each. Right, so you're only going to get twenty seconds of their of their top hit anyway of, of, of each of their top hits. Yeah. And if it was J Lo by herself, you'd get forty seconds of each of her top hits, which isn't that much of a difference. <laughs> right, but then you can't just have the Super Bowl halftime show with even if it's just one act. That one act has to have special guest stars. Yeah, so you either get this with, with the two headlining, and you don't have that many. Uh, they, they had the Spanish rappers out there as, as guest stars, but they didn't have a whole stage of of other people. Or, or you get, right. you know, Katy Perry with special guests Missy Elliott and seven hundred other people. I mean, it's, you know, pick one. The you know, pick your poison on that. And, and Katy yeah, Perry's was- halftime show looked a lot like that too. Bunch of people shaking their stuff with not much clothes on. 
they, they all look like that. I, I really yeah, I, I don't see any reason for like the big outcry or anything like that because God knows I don't need the big outcry. So we go back to ten more years of geriatric rockers again. Yeah, I don't need Bruce Springsteen's crotch in my face ever again. Thank you. Because <laughs> immediately after, like, immediately after the Janet Jackson Justin Timberlake thing. We yeah. had ten solid years of what was it, the Rolling Stones and like Paul McCartney and and Bruce. Bruce, I mean that's what we. This is what we were getting every year. Tom because Petty right before go, he croaked. Who's that? Said Tom Petty right before he croaked. Yeah. Prince right before he croaked, as it turned out. Yeah, those. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm uh, uh, no more aging rockers for the for the Super Bowl halftime. I'll take uh, I'll take Shak- Super Bowl I'll take Shakira Miami. and J Lo next year again. Yeah, Super well, probably take that any day. Um, hey, Super Bowls next year. I don't know where it is, but this was in Miami. They gonna obviously you're gonna go with the Latin flair, right? Live it up. They were yeah. having fun. They looked like they were having a great time. I'm sure they were having a great time. Everyone else watching that was clutching their pearls and not having a great time. Just yes. get out and of a combined there. 93 years old. Those two are combined older than us. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they got us beat by five years. Yeah. And and many, many more days in the gym than us. And if I would have tried to do any of the things that they did, they would have been scraping me off of the stage <laughs> and taking me out of there in an ambulance. Me, me too. I'm, I'd be right with you. I'd, I'd have a limb over here and another one back behind my head if I tried to do any of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, God bless. But I'm just remember I'm sitting there and I'm watching this and I'm just thinking, J Lo's got to be like fifty. You know, and no shit, she's fifty. <laughs> she's exactly fifty. She's exactly fifty. Yep. So. And I wasn't sure how old uh, Shakira was. So yeah, I, I didn't know she was. She's, she's 43, but what I didn't know is that Super Bowl on Sunday was her birthday. So she was doing oh. that on her birthday. So now you know. Oh. Wow, okay. The more I had to you look know. it up because I'm like, how old are these two? Because Shakira's been around <laughs> a long time. Right. Yeah, the, the hips don't lie was she, a couple decades you know, which ago. Which is funny because she's never really seemed – like over the top mainstream to me. Like she's had hits. Right. She's basically in her in her home country is, is where she's done right. most of her. This has always seemed kind of fringy. And so I was yeah. a little surprised that that she was pegged to be um a Super Bowl act. Not that not this is no judgment of the of, of talent. This is just saying that, you know, and she's not quite as big a main, star as in J-Lo. the mainstream. When I think mainstream, I mm-hmm. I just I would put her on the list. Not that I'm in tune with the mainstream, but not the first name that comes to my mind. Probably not the first ten names that come to my mind if I'm going to throw Shakira out there. No, I, I understand that. Okay. Uh, I, I... I thought what they were doing was I'm I'm so out of touch. I thought they were doing sort of a young old deal where they were no, having old, J-Lo old. for the... They were doing old, old. <laughs> they so were right, doing we don't J-Lo have to worry about the... doing the geriatric rockers because we just had that Sunday night. There you go. I, I didn't know she was that 
old or, or that close to J-Lo's age. I thought they were a lot farther apart than that. But yeah, They're only seven years apart. Right. That, that's, that, that was surprising to me. Um, but, hey, I, I don't have, have an issue with anything that they were doing uh, Sunday yeah, and night. I think uh, part of that goes with the fact that J-Lo's been in the consciousness for so long and, she's, and, and the fact that she clearly looks like she's had a lot of work done where <laughs> I didn't see that from Shakira. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much work uh, Jalos had done. I was, uh, I was, I guess I was distracted watching her uh, doing her thing. I wasn't really looking at her, yeah. at her work. Well, there wasn't. Uh, there was, like I said, there was not much left to the imagination. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the uh, broadcast of the game. What uh, your your general opinions of of what Fox was. Doing. They tried some different things uh, as far as like the the Chiron or Chiron, however that's pronounced, on the front of the screen. Uh, that was a little smaller, it looked like. They had the little tag sticking out of that with the quarterback stats uh, almost updating yeah, as the I, game I was going. I didn't, I didn't hate the stats being updated during the game. Um, I wasn't paying enough attention. Was it only quarterback stats? That's that's what I noticed, but yeah, I, I can't say that I noticed. Uh, yeah, I would almost I was paying I that would, close attention. I would prefer something along those lines if it updated with like the most recent play. You know, like if it showed you somebody's receiving yards or somebody's rushing yards as the game was kind of progressing. Um, I did not care for the animated thing that popped up whenever a guy scored a touchdown and it was like his caricature. I thought that was dumb. It's a superhero. It was dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't understand it either. That didn't do anything for distance, me. The down and distance shown right on the field um, I found less obtrusive than the darkening of the field that Oh, uh, yeah. Football for dummies. <laughs> that football. That football for dummies does on Sunday night. All right. If they get to this point, then it's uh, a first down because the grass yeah. is no longer dark green. It's back to yeah. regular green. But leave it to the NBA. Uh, watch. If I watch NBA games on TNT, I absolutely love the shot clock in the top of the key. On the floor. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. On the floor. I love that. Like, so why does the NBA get this right? And you go to football well, and you get, you know, you get this, the, the, the dumb, dumb, darker green that they put down on. Oh, that's, but that's Sunday night football. I'm just, I'm just going to, to this day forward, refer to that as football for dummies. Yeah. That's the NBC. Uh, yeah. That is uh, the most overproduced broadcast of all of them. The whole problem I have with the Fox broadcast, and I think this is part of why I feel underwhelmed by the game is I just felt like I was watching the three o'clock game on a Sunday afternoon because of that broadcast. Just another Cowboys game. Yeah. No, I, I understand. That. Um, at the same time, there's almost something. To be... game. Was that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of Buck and Eggman there too. Yeah, there sure uh, was. There's something to be said that. That's that. That can be a good thing that they don't try to take it up a notch or try to make it more special. Because uh, it, it felt like, uh, for instance, the Monday Night Crew that, that I know you can't stand. Uh, 
they when they especially like the Mexico games or any game that is is bigger, more important, they try to go so over the top and try to make it feel like it's the the biggest game in the history of football. And that can be a turn off. Um, I uh, I appreciate what they're trying to do, trying to, to give the passion and, and put it uh, across and make you feel that. But they're they're not good at that. Some people are good at that. Some people aren't. Yeah. And so they're they're not. Uh, Tessator and, and Booker are not good at that right Ooh. now. I don't think there's an A crew that I love watching. Love? No. No, I. Uh, the guys that I like are definitely not uh, doing, you know, national broadcasts. It's the, the Kevin Harlins and guys like that, that uh, are professionals and clearly enjoy what they're doing, but they're not trying to be the show necessarily. Right. Um, those, those are the guys that I enjoy. Yeah. I mean, you've got your four major, you know, you got fucking Aikman, Michaels and Collinsworth. What do you have? Nansen Romo. Yeah. And ESPN with that, Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarland. I mean, God, if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably go with Nansen Romo. I would too. Just because and Tony man. Romo knows everything that's happening as it before it happens, because he's like Nostradamus or something. <laughs> but and Nance is just a wooden board, just waiting yeah. for Romo to to do something. So right, but. I mean, I've 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 talked about you know my appreciation for Tony Romo as a as a broadcaster versus as a player, but I, 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 he had some nice seasons. I, I gave him an MVP award one time, and uh, that's that's not a testament to how great that broadcast is. That's me dunking on the other ones because they're awful. <laughs> that they are. I, I agree with that. Yeah. So I don't know if there's. Much else to cover about the the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it was a, a, it was a fair it was a controversy free. It was very light on. I, it, that's what I mean when I said it was sort of like I was trying to think about like we had three days to prepare what we were going to talk about. And I was like, oh, what am I going to talk about other than Kyle Shanahan completely shitting the bed for the second time in four seasons? Um, what else is there? Well, uh, there, to me, there was a lot more that, that went on. All, all credit to Patrick Mahomes. He's a great player. I mean, I wasn't disappointed to see, excuse me, to see them win. They should have been there last year, too. Mm. Yeah, they, they had their chance. They were, they were right you there. D Ford's not a fingernail over the line of scrimmage. Uh, and Tom Brady throws that final pick to seal the game. Uh, we have mm-hmm. Chiefs Rams in that Super Bowl, and you know, we can do all the, you know, conjecture that we want. Chiefs win that Super Bowl, too. <laughs> I think I would have to concur with that. It's, you know. the, same, it's the same team. Uh, pretty much. Uh, the Honey Badger Young was coach, a coach, huge... doesn't trust his quarterback. <laughs> I, right. I thought you were saying it, the, the Chiefs were the same team this year as they were last year. No, so I meant the, the, the Oh, yeah, yeah. The the Rams and the Forty Niners. Uh, a lot of lack of experience uh, would, would yes uh, the, the teams that the Chiefs have encountered uh, this year in the playoffs. Like I said, and yeah, last year uh, with, with Jerry Goff. Uh, oh God, 
yeah, that that probably would have been ugly as well. Uh, even if, even if the Chiefs had made it, yeah. Yeah, well, that puts the that puts the bow on another season for us. Another another long football season finally in the books. Matt Breed is still waiting for a touch. Just just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, wasn't he the guy they could have used to ice the game away? You mean? At, at any point, at, at any point, they could have used Matt Breida, who with, was the best running back with, on the team when the season started. Who, who at that point is also completely fresh. Completely, because they haven't used him at all. So he's still waiting. He, at least they got him in reserve. Uh, he, he's fresh. He's he's ready to go. Uh, yeah, that that'll uh, that'll do it for uh, the seventh season of the podcast. Uh, we go into our off season after this and usually take a couple weeks off and catch our breath and get ready for the, uh, the Oscars telecast and get Dave, the movie expert involved. So we, we get that long break between the, uh, the end of the football season and the off season where we start our Oscar show. So we get to get that long breather, that long rest period. Uh, are you aware of when the Oscars are this year? No idea. That long, long break, uh, long breather, um, I don't know why or when they started doing this, because it usually is a couple weeks at least between the Super Bowl and the Oscars. The Oscars are this Sunday. What? (laughs) Yeah. That's why I was saying all of that and leading up to that. The Oscars are this Sunday. Our Oscars preview show is going to be this coming Saturday, like three days from tonight, Saturday. Oh my God! <laughs> they didn't do this before. They they did. They just did this this year. This, this, the Oscars are not the the Sunday after the Super Bowl all these years, but this no. year it is. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll enjoy our break. <laughs> I just I just discovered that yesterday. Honest to God, I, I did not know either until have I you just lined had... up our movie expert because otherwise we don't have a show. I texted him and he said, "Oh my god!" <laughs> he was just as surprised as, as we the were. The movie expert he, did not right. even know. Yeah, yeah. They, this is a new thing they're doing. I, I do not remember them doing it this early, but yeah. Um, wow. But no, he, he he indicated he he will be ready. Um, I don't know how ready. I don't know if he'll be be as ready as he normally is. I don't know if he's going to have time to watch every single movie that's yeah, nominated. And I, and I would encourage our listeners, uh, whoever's left out there, listening to our show, that, that, that that's probably one of our more unique shows that we do because it, it you know, you and I don't really see the movies. We don't. I, so I, we I try to watch the expert. We actually bring the expert in to go through the movies with us and you know and I know about movies because I pay attention to movie news but I don't actually you know I know what a lot of these movies are about but I don't actually watch them this is the result of having small children and I mean if Frozen 2 was up for the award <laughs> I could break that down for you all day long well that yeah the, it is a unique show that we do um, is very similar to the wrestler, the, the WrestleMania preview show yeah. where we bring in but Jerry, the wrestling, the wrestling expert. Right. Uh, yeah. But they're both similar to me that it's not so much about the event as it is sort of a round table about the subject. Uh, so because we do sports right. all year long, we don't really sit back and talk about movies. 
Um, so the Oscar show is our chance to sit back because you're going to have a lot of questions uh, for Dave about like the Star Wars series and uh, the continuation. Yeah, of we, that. we talk. We tend to we tend to talk about some of that stuff as it comes up. And the wrestling is fun because that's I I know about wrestling through you. I also know that I watch one episode of wrestling a year, and that's all you need to watch to know everything that's going on. Catches you up on everything you need to know for WrestleMania, absolutely. But and uh, uh, I love throwing out my crazy because didn't I like totally nail one a few years ago without any? Was that yeah, the, Seth Rollins, the, the, the Seth, Seth Rollins? The Seth Rollins run in, yes. With the money <laughs> the in the bank. Money yeah. in the bank. <laughs> I said he's going to beat the crap out of each other, and then he's going to come <laughs> running in, and he's going to cash in the money in the bank, and he's going to win. Yep, you had and, it, and I nailed it. Absolutely had it. The, the year before, I nailed uh, the Undertaker losing he his streak the, to, the to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So even though I paid zero attention to wrestling, <laughs> and still, to, like, I have not watched a minute of wrestling since I anything. watched since I watched Raw. No, because it's going to be all the same people fighting, right, in WrestleMania. But yes. That's going to be. Yeah. So what do I need to watch? It's just the reshuffling of the deck. Pretty much. So. Um. And, and that's turned into sort of a year long recap of, of the of the industry of wrestling that that me and mostly me and Jerry uh, get to uh, all of wrestling uh, during that WrestleMania preview show. So that's right. That's what I was saying. Is that similar to the oh, Oscar show? So that's show more where of like the, the you and Jerry giving the State of the Union of wrestling. Yeah, sort of a wrestling okay. wrestling roundtable discussion, uh, more so yeah. than a WrestleMania preview. Yeah, and I just kind of lob bombs. I lob grenades. <laughs> And and nail them sometimes, yeah. Yeah. That's what we're so, here yeah, for. I, I, I figured you didn't know the Oscars was coming up that soon because I had no I idea either. Until I figured yesterday. March. I figured right. we had three, four. <laughs> I figure in we're going to have, you know, we usually take about a, what, a two-week break, solid two, three-week break after. Yes, I'm, I'm going to look back. Because then it's usually Oscars immediately leads into March Madness. Right, right. So that's uh, I'm gonna look back at, at our past yeah. Oscar and then, shows and how close that was to the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's always a, at least a couple weeks uh, difference. Yeah, because it's Oscars, March Madness, baseball preview, WrestleMania. Those are usually other than so unless we usually throw a show in, just because those are usually the four shows after the Super Bowl. It's never right. been three days after the Super Bowl. <laughs> not not that no. I know, anyways. No, no. So this, but then this, that this, just this gives us a our break from you know that just gives us a, a period here from the Oscars to March Madness with a little. Yeah, we might not. We may not have a show between the Oscars and not. March Madness. Uh, that's a long a, break. A but yeah, we might not. I, mean, I don't know. You know, that's that's this is such a dead month. I mean, this is such a sports themed show, and February is such a wasteland of sports. We're not doing an NBA All-Star uh, podcast. That, that's not going to happen. Uh, no, no. This is the worst month of the year, by my estimation, for sports is February. I mean, you have the Super Bowl, and that's it. The only other news is, is what pitchers and catchers report, and that's about it. And that's not, And that's more of a news item than something you talk about. No, this is just the beginning of the – training camp of a sport. It's not really Yeah, it's yeah, it's anything. more of like, hey, it's coming. Yeah. You know? For for I saw baseball fans today, like us is exciting. Fifty days. Fifty days till opening day from today. Fifty. 
Well, speaking of baseball, they did make uh, a, a big time big time news uh, story uh, yesterday. The last yep. couple of days with that Mookie Betts trade. Uh, not I, not for sure why the Red Sox were so desperate to trade Mookie Betts, but okay. Yeah, I thought he was good. He he is really good. Even though he had a down year last year, his numbers were still really good. His down year was was most people's really good Mookie years. Betts is, yeah. Just 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 for perspective, Mookie Betts's down year, he scored 135 runs. That's his down year. That's his down year, yeah. and hit what like 29 home runs and drove in 80 and still hit almost 300. And, and he's a bum. What a buster. Got to get rid of him. He's terrible. Let's send that guy to the Dodgers so they can have their signs stolen again. <laughs> I, I don't have anything to say about the Mookie Betts trade except what? why are you in the, the baseball business as an owner if you're going to develop a player like Mookie Betts and decide to trade him in the prime of his career. Like what, what's the point? What the fuck are you doing? It's the same. It's the same reason the Cubs are suddenly like so hot to try to trade Chris Bryant. Why? What's the point? What do you, what do you do? I mean, is it just one of those things where you just look at the money and go, we can't pay everybody. So we're going to have to make some tough decisions. I I don't know. Except you can pay everyone because you have all of the money. You have more money than God. So yeah, you can pay everyone if you want. You're going to trade a rookie of the year, MVP. And what? Perennial all-star. Perennial. Yeah. had a couple of seasons of being hurt, dealt with some injury. Let's trade that guy. A better idea. Why don't you stop playing that guy in left field? And just let him play third base. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't get it. I, that, that's my only. Uh, yeah, I just throw I, my hands up when you have a when you have young superstar talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's control. He's two more years. He's, they've got two more years of him. And, and but but even if they didn't, even if this is even if this is the last year of his deal, there's a little more. Yeah. He's in his mid twenties, late twenties. Prime of his career, former MVP could very, very well play at that level again. Don't you want those guys? Why are you trying to trade those guys? Aren't isn't the point is to have those guys, not to trade those guys? What's the what are you doing? The only people that it makes sense for is if you're like the Reds and you and you uh, have nobody <laughs> coming to your stadium, so you have no revenue, so you right. you don't want to pay someone thirty million like a the year. The Reds have actually been making good moves. What are you talking about? Well, as you remind me every year, don't get too caught up. Don't don't get lost in the sauce. Don't don't think the Reds are any good just because they're making a bunch of moves. I did that um, last year, but what I will always point out is it's usually you know I've always been quick to point out that it's not the mood. It's the next year is when you start ah, to pay attention. So I have, hmm. I might be a little higher on the Reds this year than you think. Ooh, that's a tease. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> No, I think that they made some good moves. I did not like that they, let's see, they took Castellanos away from the Cubs. They signed Pedro Strope. They traded last year for Trevor Bauer. Those were good moves. The moves they made last year were the, what we, you know, when we when we made fun of them. When I made fun of them, and I called them like you know, just the, like they're just bringing all these guys. I had the conspiracy theory that they were bringing all these guys in to be trade bait at the deadline, who ended up all being trade bait at the deadline. <laughs> Um, I didn't get that sense with these moves. Okay. So, 
the guys they didn't trade, and now you've added players to the mix. I, I'm not going to shit all over. I'm not shitting on the Reds this year. Plus, plus I think that division's so wide open. I'm not going to give you my baseball preview yet, but yeah, we're getting into it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not crapping on the Reds this year. I did last year. We have year. our Oscars preview first. We can't get into our baseball preview. I have our Oscars no. preview come up. I in haven't even days. started looking at my baseball stuff. Yeah. I have another job. Either. <laughs> and we're not going to because we have to do Oscars. I have to sit here and look at these Oscar previews before Saturday night comes. And I've got so much other stuff. This is the busiest day I've ever had today. Like, literally the busiest day I've ever had because I woke up to uh, doing uh, laundry and washing the dishes. Then I had to get into this Spanish homework and then I had to stop the Spanish homework to go out to uh, see, uh, uh, to to do a counseling session. And then I had to run back from the counseling session because at three o'clock I had to do a mandatory video Spanish uh, tutoring session, which is part of the the class. You have to do it as, as part of the grade. And so that was comical. I, I'm glad that's never going to be released publicly. At least I hope it won't, because that was me attempting to have conversational Spanish with somebody for the first time since grade oh. school, I think. Was that, is and that on tape? Not that I know of. Or oh, it, I thought it, it was it on, is, oh, man. Because that would be like, that would be in the Pantheon. That's like robot wrestler right there. Right. It, it, it's It's taped, but it's not something uh, that I possess, so it can never be accidentally <laughs> seen by you or anyone else. And have you, destroyed, um, have you destroyed all the copies of the Robot Wrestler yet? I, I don't think so. I, I, intend, I intended to, but I don't think I got around to it. I think it's still in storage. You know, this tape is so infamous, I've never seen it. Oh, I thought it, I thought you had sat down and, and I thought I had no, shown no, it to I you No, no, I heard you point. watch it. Okay. <laughs> but I've never actually I, seen it. I think the one person I ever uh, allowed to see it was my uncle. I, I knew I'd let somebody sit down and watch uh, it. But wait, I think you haven't he's, he's... ever shown it to your wife? No, my God. I, no, I want her you to stay see... married to you want, I was about to say you want to stay married, don't you? Yes. So, no, she she has not seen the robot route. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and I wasn't done. After the tutoring session, I had more Spanish homework. Then I had to stop that at six to go bowl. Uh, then I had to rush back here because I had a podcast after bowling was over. So it's just been, and, and now I get to find find a way in the next three days to cram in all the the Oscar uh, uh, previews and and the the little two and a half minute videos because that's all I really watch for the Oscars. But I thought I was going to have oh time yeah, to do that, that's probably but. a good idea. I should go through and watch. I did that the <laughs> one year where I watched all the trailers at least for yeah. the yeah. That's that's all I do. Because I'll tell you, going to see movies takes a lot of time. There are some movies you don't need to go see because you saw the trailer and you know everything that's going to happen in the movie. Those are the movies that piss me off the most. Are you talking about like historical movies that you already know? the Not the just historical movies, any movie. Like you, you're uh, already being given like the end of the movie or like you know what's going to happen. Not No, not like Titanic. You know, <laughs> spoiler Wait, alert: the, the boat sinks. <laughs> oh my god! Why? Why do you tell me these things? Just let me enjoy the movie. <laughs> Come on. Oh, no, I understand what you're saying. For you. <laughs> Sorry. Bunch of white people die. You'll love it. <laughs> I don't want all white people to die. Well, they don't all die. Oh, 
damn it. Oh, oh but you can tell it's getting late, folks. Um, oh, man. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Some plots are so obvious that you, oh, well, I can or, or tell what's about this. they just show you too much. They, they're showing yeah, you stuff too. in the trailers. Like, I don't need, like, you're getting major plot points. You don't want that. You you wouldn't think you want that, but if it's a two and a half minute trailer, you can't you kind of can't avoid doing that, right? If it's well, that I mean, long. If the movie, if the movie is, if a typical movie is hour forty, hour forty five, right? That's probably an average time, I guess, run length for a movie. You're still only giving you're still only giving away what two percent of the runtime of the movie if you're doing two minutes. And you don't and some have of that to could just put... be black screen with a guy talking in a world where, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, that's what every trailer starts with, this guy going, in a world where, yeah. I, I understand you don't have to put major, major plot points in that two minutes, but sometimes they, they do, or sometimes they feel like they have to. I guess they got to get you, they got to get your money somehow. I, I do appreciate the ones that are so bad. It's like, oh, I'm never going to go see that. That movie's going to tank. <laughs> So yeah, it, like uh, get ready. Doolittle. My kids and I when we saw Frozen two. Yeah. I think they showed the trailer for for Doolittle. That the this one with Robert Downey Jr. where he's like talking to animals, you know. Yeah. It just looked like the biggest piece of garbage. <laughs> and it totally bombed. And it's derivative. Like how many Doctor Doolittles have they done? Talking like, animal movies in general. Yeah. Are derivative. And dumb, so it's very rare that you ever get a talking animal movie that that's worth anything. We had I don't we, I know what that would that. look like, right? I should, ah, Babe was good. Um, oh, the pig. I, I haven't seen it. Still working on it. Yeah, you don't need to like rush. I'm sure there's oh. much better on the list that you could go see before you saw that one. But that's a good one. That's actually, I think that one actually got nominated for something. Oh, so, so there was like okay. a performance. I think I think somebody won an award for that movie or got nominated. Mm. So, yeah, that was like Oscar nominated. So there you go. I may I may check it out someday then. Yeah, it was another derivative uh, talking animal schlock, like you know, like Air Bud or one of those types of movies or something. Or yeah, yeah. Jeez, I don't even know if the dog talks in that movie. Maybe it doesn't. Is that the dunking dog? Is that the dog that plays basketball? I think so. Yeah, and then, then they started doing all the sequels, right? I think he plays all the uh, all the different sports. Airbud Air to the, the baseball movie? Mm-hmm. And then he dies in a helicopter crash. It's terrible. <laughs> did he rape a white girl in Colorado? He did, I got... He did. I got some speaks to to, to say about that. I, I want to talk about that. <laughs> You're gonna dunk on Air Bud. <laughs> hey. And then they brought him on ESPN the and propped cut. him up. As, that was in the director's cut. <laughs> did, did they bring him on ESPN and prop him up as a as a great father and hashtag girl dad? And did they did they paint him out as a complete hero and put a halo over him? You made me do that. You you got me on, oh. on the Kobe thing again. That's your fault. <laughs> That's died down. That's not meant as a pun. 
I mean, that's all kind of quieted down. You haven't, you know, it's like every sport. Did they do it in hockey? I mean, were they having like Kobe Day in hockey? Somewhere, probably. I, I believe oh, I just man. saw on the uh, on the bottom line on ESPN that the Italian basketball club that his father played for retired his number or something like that. So yeah, huh? it's uh, yeah, exactly. So it, it's still going around, but yeah, it's definitely died down. But that been like you said, wow. it's a slow slow news cycle. It did. It did. It did happen during a very slow news period. And then they had the big blowout uh, in in L.A. last Friday, and that was pretty much the end of that. And then, you know, the Super Bowl is after that, and that's going to blow everything else out of the water. Oh, yeah. Or the sky. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Before we go further into hell. uh... (laughs) That was, come on, seven years of this. This, this We are way, we are way past that. We've got our years express end. tickets. We've got express <laughs> tickets, no lie, no waiting. <laughs> so I mean, and it's late, and we're tired, and, and it's been a long, long day, especially you for get, me. Like the express check-in, everything. <laughs> Straight through. Straight through. So yeah, our uh, our next show apparently is going to be Saturday evening uh, at hopefully nine o'clock. Wow. Central Time, uh, when we will be doing the Oscars preview, because for some unknown reason, the Academy Awards is taking place this coming Sunday. Uh, a week after, they did not do this the week after the Super Bowl the last several years. They they have not done that, so this is brand new, but but yeah, it's, it's coming. Three days from hmm. now, get ready. They're afraid of the XFL. Oh, is that what it is? Oh. oh it all makes sense now. That that. Football is not over, right? If you listen to the people talk about this, uh, you know the NFL ended, but now it's time for for some real football, right? This is the XFL. Oh, get ready, it's coming. <laughs> we were not doing an XFL podcast either, by the way. What? No, I'm sure they have Vegas spreads and everything. I'm sure they will. For, for all the degenerate gamblers out there, we're, we're not we're not covering that. The XFL pick show? Uh, no, that there, like there the, other, can... the other league that I watched for two weeks. Oh, the AF. <laughs> Aflac. Apple. The AF. The AAF. The AF. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. That didn't even finish the season, or did it? Uh did, did they, they have, have a champion? champion? No, I think that they fold up. I thought they folded yeah, think... up. Yeah, I think they just said that that's it. We're we're out of money and and we're done. We're, we're finished. Everybody go home. <laughs> <laughs> what about our checks? What about our paychecks? It's, uh, it's the ghost don't, league. Don't, just go don't home. Don't worry everybody. about it. This is <laughs> never happened. What, what are you talking about? Never happened, league. people. Nothing to see here. Now I'm done. Just just out of here. Just finish. Just ghost. <laughs> All right, I, I, I think we should be out of here and ghost as well. I'm, uh, now I'm done. <laughs> now I'm definitely done. Uh, so yeah, Saturday night, folks, uh, nine o'clock central, ten o'clock eastern is what we're aiming for to start Kings of Non Sequitur, our off-season version of the podcast, starting with our Oscars preview show three days after the Super Bowl recap show. Ooh, boy. If you think we're punch drunk now, you just wait. 
so that's it. Uh, congratulations to Andy Reid. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the world champions of football for the first time in 50 years. And congratulations to me for winning the season on a team that found a way to be down double digits in every single one of their playoff games and yet somehow came back and, and won the title. So good for them and good for me. All right. Uh, unless you have anything else, uh, that, that's it for us. No, we'll see you in three days. <laughs> in three whole days. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been, in much less detail, the podcast. Thank you all for listening to our very long show, our, our uh, Super Bowl recap show. Uh, I'm trying to find the latest uh, outro theme, but I don't remember what I have it under. Um, so I'm, I'm looking and looking and can't even locate it. Trying to celebrate the, the Chiefs for their sort of unofficial theme song, uh, as it turned out. Oh, there it is. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to Travis Kelsey and, and Andy Reid with uh, with an IE. We we don't have to see that anymore, hopefully, the, the footage of Andy Reid uh, when he was seven years old or however old he was doing the punt pass and kick where they were spelling his last name wrong, R-I-E-D, and he is so much of an overgrown uh, man-child that he looked like he was uh, he looked like he was 20 when he was you know that young, and every other kid is standing around him looking like his children at that age. Um, we don't have to look at that anymore because now he's a world champion and he's got his own championships, and and we can finally get get rid of that uh, that image. At least I hope we can. Uh, but that'll be it for us, uh, and come back for our Oscar preview show. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up this Saturday, we will talk to you then. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.